Today I am talking to the lovely Tamu Thomas. Um, Tamu has got so many different hats that it's quite difficult to introduce her. So she's a life coach. She's the founder of the Live 360 brand. She's got background as a social worker, but her fav my favourite of her job titles is purveyor of joy, which I think is excellent. <laughs> um, so welcome, Tamu. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me here, Sophie. It's a delight to be here with you. Thank you. Um, and the reason that I wanted to talk to Tamu today is because um, I know that she's right in the middle of the process of putting together her book proposal. And often, a lot of the people that I speak to who are potential clients, um, often they're feeling really overwhelmed by how big the process of writing a book is and, and kind of how big and scary it feels. And generally, when you hear from other people who have been through the process, you kind of hear from them when they're over the finish line and they're looking back. Um, and sometimes the struggles get a bit minimized because they're over now. So the reason I wanted to talk to Tamu in particular today was knowing that um, you're right in the middle of the process of writing a book proposal. And often people get intimidated by the idea of how big it is to write a book. And it can be really helpful to hear somebody talking through what it's like when they're in the middle of it instead of when they pass the finish line and they're looking back at the process. Mm -hmm. um, so, Tamu, could you, um, before we start going into the book proposal, could you just give us a little bit of an idea about your book, what it's going to be about, how long you've been thinking about writing it and that kind of thing? Give us a bit um, yeah, so my book, I, uh, my, I launched my brand uh, officially on the 1st of May 2018 and I've always had a book in mind to work alongside what I do um, and I wanted to uh, create, a, so I was reading lots of personal development books, lots of self-help books and there was lots of stuff that was about um, what but I wasn't seeing much that was a, that had how woven in. I'm not saying that's, you know, blanket. That was my experience, but not in the form of a how to, because I think how to books, they're so formulaic. I think they work in a book, but they don't necessarily lend themselves to um, real life. And I've just always been interested. So my background is social work and I've written copious amounts of social work reports. And I just wondered what would it be like to write a book that used a similar format to a social work report, but was also um, good doses of humour references that so the book that I'm writing is a guide to having more joy um, for women that are in their 40s and beyond um, so it's about that juicy midsection of life that can feel really dull and boring if we're quite honest about how to inject more joy into that and I wanted to create something that was me in book form so you have the seriousness the fun the play the joy the humor um, but also um, other more serious elements like scientific um, data research but in a way that was accessible and people could transfer to their own personal experience rather than what a lot of books tend to do which i believe is um, we read these books and think, right, so this professor from Stanford University says this is what we need to do. So we're going to try and fit our triangles into circles. And that just doesn't work. 
Um, and I wanted something where I was able to weave nuance in um, about um, gender, about racial identity, but break that down into ethnicity and also the experience of being an immigrant. Because there was one day I was having a conversation with somebody, um, assuming that this person would relate to what I was saying more because her parents were like mine, immigrants um, from Africa. But the woman that popped up and seemed to have more resonance was a lady who herself was an immigrant from an Eastern European country. So yeah, a space where I could kind of weave together my experience and create a story, a guide. Okay, so I'm intrigued by the, the idea of weaving together the social work report formula and a book. So what is it you want to bring over from that report format into the book? Um, what I want to bring over is how uh, in a social work report we will use um, a case study to really illustrate the thing, so the problem, and then also use uh, the progress, I guess, of that case study to be able to uh, demonstrate the transformation, the change occurring from applying these things um, in real time. But then with that, having space for analysis and recommendations so that people can pick the parts that apply to how they live and be able to combine my knowledge with their own innate intelligence um, to create applicable wisdom. I love that. And I think that, that I can really see how that would work because I think what people sometimes forget when they're writing nonfiction is you still need to tell a story because story is how we connect. It's how we yeah. make sense of the world. Yeah. It's how we engage with other people's experiences, even when they are quite different from our own. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think by grounding it in case studies and stories, you're going to make it so much more compelling for the reader. Um, and by working with the structure that you've worked with hundreds of times before in your former career, you're going to feel really confident and authoritative yeah. within that structure. So that should really work for you too. That sounds great. That's the aim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me a bit more about the book proposal. Where are you up to with that process in itself? Well, Sophie Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so note, I said weave. Um, because the way I, I've, I've tried, I've downloaded, I've listened, I've watched all the things about the recommendations, about the process and all of that. And I still, with all of that knowledge, come back to what I always do, which is I end up with like a spidergram. It feels like of mm -hmm. stuff all over the place. And then as I refine, I weave and move things to where they make sense. Um, or where they fit. Where, right. Okay. So whatever I do, even when I refer back to social work reports I've written, there's always been something a little bit po as poetic as you can be in a court report, but there's always something um, poetic, something um, like I like the use of metaphors. So it's about me being able to weave all of that together um, because what what I really really love is when I'm reading a book and I can feel it in my body mm. um, so that is the experience I would like to create with my book because if you are you know 
42 and three quarters and you have been habitually behaving in certain ways for almost 42 and three quarter years and you are very clever and you can rationalize and justify all kinds of things um when you feel things when i feel things in my body i am much more able to apply it to the way that i live and then step into the world of possibility of at least insight and sometimes something a little bit transformative and so when you when you sit down and you try and hone your ideas and, and kind of weave it all together to make an outline that um, that makes sense, mm-hmm. what what do you find tricky about doing the book proposal? Where where are the points where it's hard? Um, I found the uh, introduction that I found really, really um, difficult because I just wanted to get on with. So I've done, I've given myself permission to write any old first draft, get on with the proposal and then go back Mm. to the um, introduction because I almost feel like as I'm writing, the introduction um, is null and void. And then because I do work in that kind of spider web fashion, the um con uh, the uh chapters naming chapters and doing you know a, a synopsis of chapters is like well this is what i'm saying now i don't know what's going to unfold um so i've i've literally just left myself to it and in writing the sample chapter whatever my channel that could be used elsewhere I just give myself permission like I I, whenever I'm writing I always have another document that I kind of dump things in under different headings so that I can move it into places later on or stick it back where it was um, in the first place so for for lack of a a better description I'm, I'm literally just like allowing myself to purge um and then moving it around like a jigsaw because i think that many of us have always had like if you if you get to a point where you're writing a book i think we've always had the book inside us and i'm at that point where i've got so much inside me that there's i have to if i don't like literally i feel like a pressure cooker that's about to go Um, and it's also having that kind of dumping ground place, which is a very good quality dumping ground, because what I have to remember is that everything I've got inside me doesn't need to go into this one book. So it's giving myself, um, so uh, as the purveyor of joy and somebody that really values play, I just keep reminding myself that I can play with this book because that's where real magic will be able mm. to come through and playing in the book stops me from trying to be academic i've got this really um deep uh default it's not even that i try like things become really academic really quickly and i have to and then i start right so i've got to research this and i've got to quantify that so it's to pull myself back from there remind myself that this is my story this is my interpretation of the data this is my experience of whatever the concept I'm talking about is so to give myself permission to release the need to sort of outsource my wisdom and need to have it backed up by some PhD person somewhere 
I think that's all such wise um, advice you've given yourself in the process. I always suggest to people that they leave the introduction till the end or they do what you've done and they write something and then they come back and rewrite mm -hmm. it because mm -hmm. the introduction is the introduction to the finished thing and you can't write the introduction to the finished thing until you've written at least some of the outline in the yeah. book itself. Um, and I think as well, it's so important not to get pulled into that kind of default academic voice that we've all been taught at school is the voice um, and to remember that what is going to draw people to your book is your story yeah. um, and I think it can be really helpful to have a list at the end of the book of you know further reading and yes resources and references so that people know it is grounded in research because that yeah. that's good for people to know and some people will want to go off and follow that kind of breadcrumb mm -hmm. trail um, but that's not what is drawing them to read your book and so it's really important to just keep grounding in your story and your experience and it sounds like mm -hmm. you're kind of self-editing your way through to that that point of view which is is so important so um i love the fact that you're approaching this as kind of play and experiment and so on because i think that's so important it will make the text so much more alive and fun to read and and engaging what are you personally enjoying most about the process of putting this together? Oh gosh, it's actually seeing my learning and my experience on screen. It's actually, you know, we, we learn stuff all the time, um, whether we're conscious or unconscious about it. And there are lots of times that I think, I've done something I can't even I, I, oh gosh I can't even remember that but actually being so for me writing is a place where it takes me quite a while to get into it because the I'm easily distracted by this and that and the other but once I get in there it is like the world stops spinning and it is just me and whatever is flowing through my hands so I'm a, it's like I'm able to just like tap into all of the unconscious stuff that is usually locked away somewhere and it just flows through me and then I'm seeing it on paper and I'm like Tammy did you write that yeah you wrote that oh my goodness you're 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 good at this <laughs> so I'm really enjoying seeing my learning on paper and in a way it is a little bit proving myself to myself but it's like it's giving me evidence so when I have moments in the future where I feel like oh you just don't know anything do you you're not very clever I've got this actual tangible source that I can refer back to and speaking of source in writing this book I've just had some really beautiful supreme downloads so I was thinking about my business and I was thinking about um, processing the processes in the business, what I need to do for the business to be um, profitable, because thinking about COVID-19 and how things are slowed down and whatever. And I was like, no, actually, you are the, like, your business is you. Not doing one of those things where I'm my brand and I have to live in my business all the time, but I make my business profitable. And that just felt like it just took some pressure off my shoulders because it is um, within me. So, yeah, so it's like um, it's like that bottom drawer in the kitchen where you just shove and shove and shove things. And then one day you open it to have a bit of a clear out and you just find all of these wonderful things in there that you're like, oh, my goodness, I totally 
forgot about that. It's like a beautiful unfolding. I think as well that sense that um, sometimes we write to find out what we think can be really satisfying to see that in action. So sometimes you kind of know in a sort of slightly cloudy form what it is you think about something. But when you sit down to actually write it out, you realise that you do know it in much more detail and you have approached this stuff before and you know it, it all fits together more in your head than you've kind of given yourself credit for until you actually see it on the page or on the screen. Um, and I think I, I often find people actually find that process really satisfying to see it coming together and to see that it does cohere and it does make sense. Absolutely. Um, and it's yeah. like that kitchen drawer, you know, yes, there's a lot of stuff shoved in there, but actually <laughs> you could take it out and you can make a pattern out of it and it will mm -hmm. make sense to yourself mm -hmm. and to other people. Mm -hmm. um, so the other thing I was curious about was, have you decided you definitely want to traditionally publish this book and that's why you're doing the book proposal? Or are you still kind of a little bit on the fence between um, self-publishing and traditional publishing? Or where are you up to on all of that? Well, it came to me, to be quite honest. Uh, there was one morning I was doing some affirmations and they were like, I can literally feel the affirmations all the way through my body. Um, I wasn't affirming, I'm a best-selling author, I'm a best-selling author, I'm a best-selling author. Four hours later, I was sitting at lunch and um, I was really mindful to be really present during the lunch. So I only got my phone out because it was next to my purse in my bag. And there was an email from a um, literary agent asking me if I'd ever considered writing a book. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I contacted a friend of mine who just so happened to have um, gone back into employment as a commissioning editor. And I said, oh, have you heard of this um, literary agent? She said, I haven't, that doesn't mean anything though. She said, but funnily enough, I pitched the idea of you writing a book as part of my job interview. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. Um, so uh, the I didn't know what I was gonna do. Uh, the idea of a, a published book kind of came to me and I'm rolling with it if it's not it, it, you know I'm not thinking oh yeah it's great it's set it's going to be picked up and it's going to be published but um even if it isn't like I I it's not just that I want to write this book like I really need to write this book so regardless of the route that you know this birth is this book is birthed into the world um I don't really mind but it's and such to be quite a good honest sign. I haven't looked into it too much mm -hmm. um whether which was better I know that some people say oh self-publish it's more profitable or whatever um but I'm also quite fancy the idea of handing something over to somebody and then they magically give me back this beautiful shiny book with gold foil on it <laughs> <laughs> especially if it's gold foil <laughs> well I think it's an incredibly good sign that um, you're being approached and people are thinking of you for writing a book that's got to be everything pointing in the right direction for it to happen universe god <laughs> sophie dale says <laughs> so um i think we've actually covered most of the things that i wanted to to cover in today's interview um, so I will link, um, when I send out the interview, I'll link to your website and to your Instagram, but is there anything in particular you want people to be aware of or, uh, anything you've got coming up that you'd like people to know about? No, um, not really. I, I, I think that people will find 
whatever they want to find when they want to find it. So I'm quite happy. Thank you for adding the links. They can have a look and see what's what there. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Tony. Thank you.